What up, what up, what's cracking? This is the Reality Check Podcast. You know the voice, don't act brand new. I am your host, Kaylin J. And we got a special guest on the agenda today. <laughs> Dig, Chicago media personality, Chicago recording artist, <laughs> Chicago founder of 6D Network Tainment. And I just found out she not even from Chicago, you dig? Straight out of Nashville, Cashville, Tennessee. A special friend of mine, special guest on the agenda today. We got Ken Ken. Go, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and let you jump right into it. Go ahead and talk to us about that right quick. T- tell me what Tell me what that's about. Okay, 6D Network Tainment is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We specialize in artist development. We're also a music resource group for the local artists here in Chicago. Um, it contains me, Shawnee, who is like the music business guru. So she got the the business thing on lock. Um, event producer. She's an artist manager for um, Asar. So if you're familiar with Asar, she manages him. Mm-hmm. And she got the whole behind behind the scenes thing on lock. And then we got DJ Unstable. He is the founder of Girls Love R and B. He's a DJ, event producer. He actually just started doing music himself. Yeah. So, you know, the three of us, we make up six D network tainment. So it sounds like some big plans for twenty twenty one. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It keeps growing, growing, and growing. Have the pandemic kind of shifted the way y'all do things now? It has because we were planning our biannual music festival, mm-hmm. Wendy Fest, mm. which we was going to try to make it annual. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The Pan Pan and messed it up. Man, you call it the Pan Pan. The Pan Pan, <laughs> the Roll Roll, the Rona. Man, man, being outside is not the same no more. You know, like my whole career was rooted in events and being outside and entertainment and all of that. It just, yeah. it went from a, a, a man, 100 miles an hour. You know Chicago, we at the All Star Game and all of that, and 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 March hit, and it's all over. It, it was, was like two over. weeks later. <laughs> it was all over. Like Corona put us down, like like Mike Tyson in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hit us dead in the face. It wasn't no getting back up. Like we still ain't got up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. It's just everybody got to move a little different now. Yeah, a lot of um spaces that we use to do artist networking and workshops and mm. perf- even performances because mm. we had open mics and everything. <laughs> we had all that going. And then, like, a lot of creative spaces that we use, they shut down. They Man. wasn't able to keep them, you know, keep the bills paid, get the lights good. on. Yeah, and then some of them moved, like, to the, to the burbs, like, further away. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, look into some other spaces but it's creating more a bigger network for us because we are seeking more partnerships with other venue owners so it's like a pro and a con to be honest i bet them venue owners took a big hit they did big hit big hit but you know we got these business loans and business grants that's out so right are you are you in touch with all of that because I'm not in touch with it, and I'm getting jealous every time I get on the internet. I see these 10Ks, 20Ks dropping left and right, man. Um, uh, I'm a little afraid of it. Yeah, I personally did not touch that because I'm a really cautious person. People was, you know, trying to, you know, get me together, but at the same time, I haven't fully launched my businesses yet Mm -hmm. outside of 6D. 6D is legit. Yeah. So we have our five hundred one c three that we yeah, just got in January. You sound like you paying taxes. Oh, we're we're about to start <laughs> yeah. like on that. So 
Yeah, so 6D is legit. So we only want grants for that. We don't yeah. want no loans. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. we've been applying for grants. That's the only thing dealing with the government and all that stuff that we try to do for that. But as far as my businesses, my production company, mm. and my music, I'm not touching any loans no or loans. any of that. Not till my paperwork is all on point. Yeah. I ain't got time for no to be doing no time <laughs> for hey. real. Yeah, because it's going to catch up. If you plan, it's going to catch up. You know what I noticed? Everybody who, like, went to school or whatever is not really looking. That, that The the loan part is not looking appetizing. Like, I know that's a, exactly what it is for me, too, because mm-hmm. that student loan, hey, you got to pay that every month. And anytime I hear any kind of loan, PPP loan, SBA loan, I just hear loan, like... I, that just sound like hell to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that scared me yeah. more than anything. That loan word, like, man. It's definitely, can I use profanity? No, you could do, it's man. definitely a pain in the ass. Man, ain't no rules on this show. <laughs> man, student, student loans have already scarred me for life. And I don't mm. even have a lot. It's just the whole point of paying it back. Yeah. And that loan didn't give me a job that's going to make me more money mm. than someone who okay my boss didn't go to college right. he just worked his way up from interning and radio right so my whole perspective is different now just mm. like damn y'all can low-key have this degree back yeah like yeah. If, if i if i be forgiven of my loans y'all can have this piece of paper back that's the that's the worst part about the whole thing is that's the reality check that i think hit a lot of people in the entertainment industry or whatever is that all they care about is um one experience mm-hmm. two who you know that's what i was gonna say resumes don't mean a damn thing in this in this industry relationships yep, yep. relationships yep. and experience yep. those are the only thing oh yeah your work ethic because you know um people talk and it's very small mm-hmm. this this industry is small and like I said, people talk, so you definitely got to keep your your reputation on point. I always say it's all about environment, too. Mm-hmm. The environment that you're in, because I've known people that didn't just kind of like, I don't know, I guess catapulted their way to wherever they wanted to go just because they was in the right environment, around the right people. They had the right resources. They had the right relationships. Maybe it was they was in the right city. Maybe it was they was just in the right field or whatever, but just by being in the right environment it's like it could change everything for and then just the same way being in the wrong environment especially being in the wrong environment for too long man like that could paralyze you you yeah. know what i'm saying that could paralyze your confidence self-esteem all of that so mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's whatever though man it's i don't know speaking of environment mm-hmm. have you uh micaiah bryant you want to mm. talk about that you really want to talk about that it's a little um, tough. Prayers for that baby, cause she didn't deserve to die. People are trying to justify because she had a knife and was getting ready to stab someone who was a part of a group who came to the house to jump her. And if you are a black person growing up, mm-hmm. when it comes to fights and stuff, you can't just go in the house and sit. You no. you can't. No, You're no. not allowed to. It's no. just this <laughs> unwritten rule. Yeah. And there was information that I got from, you know, a source that her foster mom 
is the one who mm-hmm. put the girls on her because she was, I guess, being unruly Never. or whatever. I didn't hear anything so, like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I I, I learned this from um a, a source. They haven't put all the information out mm-hmm. yet, but yeah. So it's just like, what do you do? So Micaiah's sister is the one who called the police because, I mean, what else can you do? You got these girls trying to jump on you, and mm. then your foster mom is in on it as well. Right. I would grab a knife, too. And oh, I ain't. See, all right, so it's, it's messed up because it's like on one on one tip, we we all kind of been in somewhat of that situation before. Right? And we yes. all done been in fights. We yep. all done went and got our, our friends or whatever and dealt with somebody else and they friends and, and what a, all of us then kind of been in a situation like that before mm-hmm. right and then it's like you want the police to kind of do something you know you don't yep. want them to sit there and watch but then at the end of the day it's like they make their move and then somebody did and then you start to think like man damn they ain't even they they wasn't even in the wrong all the way because i don't think she was in a look you know what i'm saying just like the rest of i keep i keep weapons around me too you know what she I'm saying? was so, defending herself and she had the right to and as far as the police officer shooting her four times in the chest he could have shot in the air warning shot yeah. he could have shot her in the leg to the flesh. he could have shot her hand you are trained you know what i'm saying you could use a taser that baby did it. not des- <laughs> she did not deserve to die that's my whole thing and the fact that people were so quick to justify yeah. that it just further goes to show that black women are the most unprotected disrespected and neglected and there's nothing anyone can say to make me you know mm-hmm. change my mind about that and there's so many black women who feel the exact way and for um this situation to happen and to hear people's commentary on it mm-hmm. without even getting all the inf- you know all the information or they just don't care about yeah. the the facts of the of the situation yeah. oh she had a knife is that all cuz mm-hmm. we've seen situations deescalate with people with, with weapons 100% i've seen was it a black female police officer who took a gun out of somebody's hand who was going to shoot somebody else yeah. she talked them down all right, so now now you gotta play the other side of the story. I mean, on the other side, which is say he don't do nothing or s- say he don't shoot, right? Mm-hmm. You only gotta you only gotta hit somebody in three places to kill him with a knife. You, you mm-hmm. hit him in the temple, it's a wrap. You hit him in the throat, it's a wrap. You hit him in the wrist, it's a wrap. If you get him in certain parts of the stomach, it's a wrap. It's yeah. it's that quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna act like I'm a trained killer or something, but yeah, it's it's you can kill somebody with a knife quick. So mm-hmm. it's Say you don't do nothing, and 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 there's a girl that get murdered right in front of the police. Now 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 what's the verdict, right? Not not how we looking at the police, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if there's a a right way to go about that. I don't wish death on nobody, but I don't think you could have won in that situation at all. I think it was a lose lose. If you don't do nothing, somebody dies. If you do something, somebody dies. I don't know if you walk away without somebody really getting hurt at all. And I honestly, like, I ain't even trying to look at the police. Us as black people need to look at a whole nother problem when it comes to this black on black crime shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's, my thing that's is, at the, end of, at. at the end of the day, she was defending herself. 100%. You know. 100%. And she didn't, she didn't have to, she didn't deserve to die while defending 
herself. I, 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 look, we done all defended ourselves. Hell yeah. We need the we need to really take in consideration like that's something that shouldn't even have been in the hands of the police to start with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's Our parents, the, the adults boom. have to do better. Yeah. To get a group yeah. of girls to jump somebody because they've been quote unquote unruly. Mm-hmm. How is that going to help anything? Mm-hmm. It's going to make matters worse. No, a hundred percent. And and I ain't going to act like it ain't grown people i ain't even gonna call them adults you feel me grown people been calling shots on teenagers for for god knows how long you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying a lot of people i know got wrapped up in the situations they shouldn't have been in because of some people who was grown you know what i'm saying i know people that's in jail because of people that was grown Mm -hmm. and like man we gotta do better we gotta do better man the the black community everyone that was involved in that situation has Mm -hmm. Failed her. I don't care how unruly she was. She was she was what 15, 16? A teenager. I remember like I remember there were times when I was the only time I I was unruly as a teenager is if somebody really took me there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of build up. Sometimes people get tired. I don't know what the situation was between her and her foster mother, but the fact that she was in a foster home mm-hmm. spoke a lot of volumes. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Everyone involved with that young lady failed her. Yeah. Yeah. What can we do about it? What can we do about it? I want to like I I want to I want to start kind of encouraging people like to take action when it comes to dealing with teenagers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like us as people definitely need to like make it a normal thing to Put wisdom on a teenager. Give a teenager some knowledge, male and female. You know what I'm saying? Because them type of situations, man, they happen and 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 they happen. It's like we hear about the situation with with Makai or whatever, but like how many situations like that happened today or yesterday or the day before where didn't no police get called? You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It was just two people got into it. Somebody got stabbed. Somebody got shot. Somebody Mm -hmm. got beat to death. Like, And it's not even just... It's not like, yes, obviously, Makaya, she lost her life and everything, but there was a bunch of other people around, you know what I'm saying, who just yep. witnessed a murder, who just witnessed somebody about to be murdered, you know, about to get stabbed or whatever. Like, that type of, I seen stuff like that coming up, and everybody I know seen stuff like that coming up, and you don't forget stuff like that, seeing mm-hmm. people get shot, and that type of trauma, like, it just add on to generation after generation of the same type of behavior you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like i want to kind of like make it normal to be the example that you want to see in other people but even more than that like it's okay to grab a teenager and be like man you ain't even got to handle that like that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or i've been in your situation before come handle it like this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because i guarantee you like if she was 15, if it was some 20-year-old girl, 22-year-old girl around there, like, man, just come come around me for a little while. Come can't, mm-hmm. come kick it with me for a minute. Don't even deal with that. Like, she she still be living to this day if she just had a little bit of wisdom. I'm not even talking, like, somebody old, just a little bit older than her. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We I think we making it too normal to just, like, watch stuff happen and just, oh, I ain't going to say nothing to them. I'll be out here every day, and it's like, man, like, People, these little teenagers be looking for guidance sometimes. You know what I'm saying? They need it because at they the same time. They looking for it, though. They they want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, 
we're in these environments where there's no resources, no, no, um, like people, people trying to push mental, mm-hmm. uh, mental health and mm-hmm. therapy and stuff like that, which is great. And mm-hmm. they're trying to make, you know, therapy affordable, which is also great. Mm-hmm. But these babies, they only know what they've been exposed to. Right. And the people that's around them, they only know what they've been exposed to. So mm-hmm. if nobody has been exposed to therapy or anything positive, if nobody in that community have seen the other side of the coin, that's, this is all they know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're not going to think other than the things that they've been programmed to think. Yeah. So. Exposure is everything. Yeah. The good thing is that we have the internet and we have access to the internet now. So. Mm-hmm. You get exposed to more. Yeah. Yeah. We have a better way of reaching people because everybody, especially teenagers, everybody have social media. And that's why it killed me when I see stuff like the the Quando Rondo situation with, with you know King Von and all of that. Yeah, it's like man, like it's one like teenagers. All right, that's messed up. That that's that type of stuff happened with teenagers. But when you see it with grown people, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's not like I'm just talking about King Von. Or Micaiah, it's teenagers, it's 20-year-olds, there's 30-year-olds who handle their problems just the same way, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Like, it's a generational thing, specifically with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, like, you got any thoughts about the whole Quando Rondo situation? Because you know he back outside doing shows, and you feel me? There's drama all over his shows and everything like that. And I understand he he got bills to pay. <sighs> In the, in the sure. pandemic, like, and when you were artist, mm-hmm. the most money come from your shows. Definitely. Definitely. That show money is what's going to get you paid. Yeah. So I understand. But, man, when you're taking risks like that, like, mm-hmm. you may want to just do virtual shows yeah. and sell tickets that way. Yeah. Because if people dying, you know what I'm saying? If your, your performance is getting shot up and people dying and getting hurt. Yeah. That's that's not a good. If I was him, I don't know where he from, but I wouldn't even come to the Midwest. And I don't even know. I I guess his last show got shot up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for real, for I would have stopped rapping if I was him. Like I'm laying low forever now, bro. You you you. I don't know if he know. You know what I'm saying? How how big that was for the city, but it's not safe for him anywhere in so the Midwest. Where was where was his show? I'm not even a hundred percent sure. I don't even want to make something up because okay, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. But I mean, anywhere besides L.A. It's like you can get get to to somebody relatively quickly. You know what I'm saying? Between Chicago to Miami to Atlanta, that's only like twelve hours of distance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like at most, like I wouldn't be outside at all, <laughs> at all. I would have stopped rapping. Mm-hmm. I would have quit. That's crazy. That's so crazy to me, man. Knowing his background, though, because I watched his um, Vlad interview. Yeah, I did, too. I, yeah, I watched yeah. it because I was just like, I have no clue who this young man is. Let yeah. me watch his, his Vlad interview to get to know him and, you know, his background and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I was a huge King Von fan. We all was. Like, we all was. I loved, I, I felt like King Von was my cousin. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like he was my cousin. If yeah. we would have met, like, I'm just like, man, we didn't have this pandemic. I would have met him. He would have definitely came to the station. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? He would have came to the station. I would have met him, got a picture with him, like found out he was a Leo. I'm a Sag. <laughs> yeah. We would have been we would have been homies. I feel I feel like you right, know, because right. he was you know approachable. He was he was cool. He reminds me Vaughn reminds me of my older brother, mm-hmm. charismatic, and you know when it you know charismatic people loved him. You know he approachable, yeah. talented, yeah. got a big heart. Mm-hmm. Just don't piss him off. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't piss him off. He man, he really reminds me of my older brother. Definitely. I, I I like with him, man, I think it was different because it's a level with with some artists it's kinda like, all right, they talented or, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, they was around the right people and they blew up a little bit. But with Vaughn, it was almost like that was genuine star power. You know what I'm saying? I I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even a word to use, but me and you both, we've been around enough celebrities where you can kind of pick and choose who got genuine celebrity, genuine greatness in them as far as talent and just being able to rock the people, the crowd, and mm-hmm. people who kind of just in the in the right position. And I feel like that was his energy was something that I haven't seen in a long time. Like real genuine star power. He looked like he was built for the stage. He looked like he mm-hmm. was built to be in front of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only other time I really feel like I felt that type of energy was like the Megan Thee Stallion or when I was around like a fat Joe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it was like, even if even if Vaughn wasn't rapping, he would still be leading a group of people doing something. You know what I'm saying? Because he just he, had that he, type of natural influence. Like, And he was doing that on his block. That's how yeah. everybody knew him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And... But as far as the Quando Rondo situation, I understand, you know, you got bills to pay. Right. Because, you know, learning his background, he didn't have a lot of, he didn't have a lot of support. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Until he became famous. And he in a situation, too, that's, like I said, it ain't really like a a right, wrong way that you could have went about it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, it wasn't, it was not his Fall. Yeah, that's that's what it I'm saying. Wasn't. Like, it wasn't a and and who's to say like? I mean, I ain't even finna get up into it too much, but it's just like a lot of things could have been done. A lot of things. Who's to say who was right, who was wrong? It could have ended a whole different way if things didn't end the way. It did. You know what I mean? Yeah. The police could have came over and shot everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So who? Because that had some people got shot by the police too. People got ran over by cars like. It was a lot happening in that situation that yeah. was off the camera. So, man, I just hate to see that type of, like I said, influence, genuine influence, genuine star power. Like, just, it's just going like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just going like that. What hurts the most is that he took care of his people. Mm-hmm. He made promises that he kept. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to see that, to see so many people... Like, did you see that video? Um, of Von, he joined these boys, these teenagers. He joined their live, mm-hmm. and they just, you know, since started teeing up, they like they were, ha- they lost their mind, and he was just in the, he was just in the camera, smiling like, "What yeah. y'all on?" He just, you know, bouncing in the camera yeah. with them, and they playing this music, like they were just so happy, and I'm just like, yeah. That's the highlight of their life. Yeah, right? that's so the far. highlight. And I, he made that happen. He knew how important that was to people. He made it happen. Yeah. You know. And I hope I hope Lil Dirk keep it alive too, man. I hope yeah. I feel like like Lil Dirk was already doing that anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But just that energy, 
like I heard the other day that Lil Durk was planning on buying Parkway, like buying O Block or whatever. And I just felt like that's part of like you know when Nipsey was there, Nipsey was like, Hey, you know, the marathon, it's about the marathon, the marathon yeah. continues and then Nip passed away and it's like all of these people came behind him and was like, We gonna continue the marathon for you, Nip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I kinda feel like if 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 Dirk buys O Block, for one, that's just huge. You know, to be born in this area with pretty much nothing and to say, hey, I'm going to buy this, this piece of land that's so significant to all of these people in the city. Like, that's huge in itself. But, like, also, like, for Vaughn, you know what I'm saying? The marathon continues, bro. Like, yeah, we watch Vaughn walk, walk around there and pass out thousands of dollars to the people trying to bless people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It, it'll be great if, if, like I said, Dirk continue that training and get everybody else to join it too you know what i'm saying who who know how far it could go you might be able to buy up you know whatever the whole the whole washington park the whole inglewood whatever like but you gotta start you know what i'm saying i feel like yo dirk that's a big move for him hearing about um the possibility of old block well yeah parkway garden is getting gentrified if dirk doesn't have the opportunity to buy it Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about the history of chicago and how those projects all all those projects that were torn Mm -hmm. down and the gangs that ruled those projects got spread out and then more and more crime spilled out into the city Mm -hmm. that's what i think about when i think about you know parkway gardens getting gentrified yeah where they where all these people like like all the the the, the gang members that's that's residing in old block right now yeah. like where they gonna go all right so like that's always been a conversation right of mine and i always kind of felt a little funny about it because all right, so you always hear these stories about like, oh yeah, when all of these projects was up, and then they tore these projects down, and then all of these people was had to get scattered, right? Mm-hmm. And it just created all of this crime in the city because they tore these projects down, right? Mm-hmm. But like, my whole thing was, it's not like it wasn't crime going on outside of the projects in the yeah. first place. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, they tore these projects down, and, and things probably increased, but things wasn't all that great to start with, and you talking about like, all right, if you tear them down, where these people gonna go? Like, it's not like they not be. It's not like they only beefing with the people in the projects. It's like they already, you know what I'm saying? The crime is already spread out, man. I think it's a whole much much bigger problem than just Parkway. You know what I'm saying? When they talk mm-hmm. about crime in the city and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you talking about tearing down Parkway, but psh, I don't know how bad gentrification really is. That's all. I guess that's what I'm getting at. I know on some level it's like you kicking people out of their houses, but on some level it's like you forcing people to to go live better lives a little bit. Like gentrification pushes everybody. It pushes a lot of people a little bit forward. And and, and I don't know. I, I see like the trickle down all the way at the end, and I go like, well, somebody's benefiting. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's my thing though going back to um the tenants that are in gangs that live in parkway garden mm-hmm. that's a safe haven mm-hmm. for them you okay. know what i'm saying and when you're forced to move in other spaces and end up somewhere mm-hmm. 
around people who you don't have the best relationships with right. that does you know what Wartime. i'm saying that's, i understand yeah it's, it's nerve-wracking yeah. but as far as you know gentrification mm-hmm. my problem with it is yes we want those resources but don't push us out of our the areas that we've been in mm-hmm. and you move and then put the resources there but we don't have access to the resources. You're oh, denying yeah, yeah. us those resources. You're only giving them to people. That's why they kicked us who out. Who have the money? Yeah, that's why they you kicked know what us out saying? in the first place. It's like if you gonna put resources there, put the resources there while we here. Yeah. But that's the thing about right. You know, they keeping black people. people down. Yeah. The the main reason for crime is that people need shit. Mm-hmm. And jobs are denied. Yeah. Jobs are denied. People get desperate. Mm. Things happen. Mm. You know? So, if we had more resources, if we had the same resources mm. as the motherfuckers in the, in the burbs, mm. and we know who those motherfuckers are, mm. who, who living good, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be so crime-infested. You All know, right. crime-infested. Now, now, check this out, right? Now, here, here go my little, my little overthinker, right? Mm-hmm. So, you take somebody that's living in the Parkway, right? Section eight, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Parkway ain't the only one in the world that got Section eight. Chicago ain't the only one in the world that got Section eight, right? Facts. But because you got comfortable in Parkway, because it's a safe haven or whatever, you ain't really trying to move, right? Mm-hmm. Now check this out. They force you out of there because they gentrifying the area, right? Mm-hmm. You still on Section eight, but now you forced to go live somewhere like a Joliet. It's still Section eight. You still paying whatever you paying for rent. But you was just living in a, a war zone. Yeah. Now, now you off in the burbs. Still Section 8. Mm-hmm. You going to a better school. You living in a better environment. Now, you wouldn't have moved if it wasn't for that gentrification. They forced mm-hmm. you out. And, yeah, if you in a gang, you might be closer to your enemy. But say you a 10-year-old kid, you feel me, who was just going to school like a regular kid. Mm-hmm. Now you got gentrified out of Parkway and you in some a, a Section 8 place in Maybe like Calumet Park or just a safer area. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and I I would be all I for see, that. I see that part of the gentrification too, and I can't get mad at that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people who that's the only way they would have ever moved is is if they got gentrified out of their area and now they living a, a, a somewhat better life. You know what I'm saying? You talking to a person that's a suburbanite they self, you feel me? Proud mm-hmm. proud suburbanite, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, but, definitely. But, I got nothing against um, But but the process of like moving from the city and, and, and being part of that, it's really like a like a great migration or whatever cuz you watched mm-hmm. all of these people move from the city or move from a place like Calumet City to a place like Joliet, move from a place like Harvey to a place like Bolingbrook where it was like you, you you slowly getting into a better environment. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. for some people, it started because of a gentrification or because of they tore the projects down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so I can't get all the way, but at the end of the day, it's like who 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 else's community is getting gentrified? You know what I mean? Ain't nobody gonna gentrify Chinatown. Hello. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> who else's community is getting gentrified besides ours? Who else's community is getting diluted and, you feel me, divided up besides ours? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that I hate. And then when you got to look at a... You like Kamala Harris? I mean, I really don't know much about her. Yeah. You know she got on, on TV the other day and said that stuff about how America's not racist. 
right? Yeah, that kind of. Rubbed not kind of, but yeah. it did. It did piss me off. Okay, right, right. It's like, it's, come on, black woman, sister, sister, sis, come sis, on now. Uh, but, but like, it kind of speak to. She, I'm, she wrong for what she said, a hundred percent. But she not just saying that to say it. She, I'm sure she believes that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She looking at somebody like herself. She look in the mirror every day. She not white. You know what I mean? She got melanin Facts. in her skin, and she be, she was still able to become the the vice president of the United States. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. in her head, America probably not racist. But at the same time, I don't think she can sit here and have this type of conversation about gentrification and culture and history and you know what i'm saying all of that stuff how i don't think she had come from the same perspective we had come from at all i don't think she no. lived the same life we did and that and that and that's you know what i mean that's because we have been exposed to different environments different people mm-hmm. you know you only know like i said you only know what you've been exposed to so she probably been exposed to something totally different to make her feel that america is not a racist country right. which is stupid because you know this whole time she been in any type of office and politics she has to she had to set laws to make sure there was justice mm-hmm. for the black community as a whole but but like that's the whole thing and i know you said you ain't know a whole lot about her that that wasn't what she was about to start mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i would i would even go as far as saying like she been one of them people throwing us under the bus from the start you know what i'm saying it just uh, when it came to election time she needed the votes it was time to i'm I'm super black now because i need the votes but like bro like she was a, a, a district attorney you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. her whole job was to make sure that there's enough people in prison every year you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's her job is to put people in prison you know what i'm saying you do a crime you go to court you got your lawyer your lawyer gotta go against kamala harris in court kamala harris is trying to put you in jail that's her job you know what i'm saying and 80 percent of the people that's in prison in this country are black or hispanic so her job is to lock black and hispanic people up Mm -hmm. i don't think that she got the same kind of empathy that we would expect from you know the 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 black woman vice president you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. never what she was about to start with but but look maybe i'm tripping like maybe other people see it a different way no it's just you know just all about the information and stuff like that um when she was running for vice president i remember i can't remember who it was but they pretty much went down a list of all the things that she was rerouting and stuff in order to help the black community Mm -hmm. um especially those who were incarcerated right so and just at the same time it's just like (laughs) it sometimes it's, it's hard to look at the other side of the coin it's like the people that she was throwing in jail, what the fuck were they doing yeah. to get arrested yeah. in the first place? Right. Not saying that, um, not saying that police don't be on bullshit with black people because mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. But there are some people who be on bullshit. For sure. You know, so, yeah. you know, you gotta look at that coin too because sometimes black people look to get a pass because there's another black person in power. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, stop bullshitting. Yeah, for definitely. On you, okay. So look, look, look. Even even with all of that said, I still feel like that's who we wanted to be the president. <laughs> like 
I I don't think any. It's not hurt. It's anybody that was in that job. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see nobody whose job it was to. Cause in my mind, it's like, all right, just like any other job in the world, you don't want to be at the position you at forever, right? You want to get to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. And and just like law enforcement, just like anything else, any other job, like if you want to get ahead of the game, you gotta win. You gotta beat the people that you, you know what I'm saying? That's your coworkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and in my head, it's like the same way you go. All right, there's two cops. One of them want to get a promotion or whatever. So if they quota is you gotta write twenty tickets a month. Well, I got to go out and write 30 tickets a month if I want to get the promotion, right? Mm. Okay, cool. Well, if I got to write 30 tickets a month to to, to to go above and beyond my quota, guess what? It's going to be some people that's only going three miles over the speed limit who I didn't have to give them a ticket. But I'm just going to do it because I got to get, you know what I'm saying? I got to get 30 tickets this month. It's going to be some yeah. people that... Oh, he 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 got a little bit of weed on him or whatever, and I I could let him go. Or he not wearing a seatbelt, I could let him go. But I gotta write thirty tickets this month. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if he gotta pay five hundred dollars or go to jail for the weekend. I gotta write thirty tickets this month, right? Yeah. And that same type of logic, I go. If you a, a district attorney or whatever, you's trying to win. You trying to get a promotion. You're not trying to stay at the position you at forever. Mm-hmm. So if this innocent black person got to sit in jail for an extra six months because i gotta win more cases than the next person so be it and like when i see a person that's in that position i can't help but think of them like that like you trying to win like everybody else trying to win and if somebody got to get you know what i'm saying bent over and and, and finessed in the process it's gonna be somebody that look like me you know what i'm saying it's gonna be one of our hispanic brothers or whatever and that's the person who we put in, in in position to be the president Ah, I don't know how I feel about that one. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they they didn't the whole campaign. Joe Biden got all on the Breakfast Club. Oh, if you don't vote for me, you not black. They done did all of this extra performative stuff after the George Floyd. Just like just be just overcompensating. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get votes yeah, and everything. Doing too much. And it's just like it's like they insulting our intelligence a little bit because they just keep saying, "Oh, we'll throw money at y'all though." You know what I'm saying? We all being funny. Oh, money bag Joe. My daddy got to talking about money bag Joe over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, man, like that's what we going to now. Like we just let anything happen. Just give us some money. Like my thing is, I don't depend on people. Mm-hmm. I I have a hard time of believing people who cl- who who make a lot of promises especially presidents especially when it comes to helping out black people i do not believe it until i see it mm-hmm. um we have yet to get some type of cancellation on any student loans as man, promised man i'm waiting on it i'm waiting on because you know i'm in deep <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm in deep i'm paying like three bills a month because of that shit yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like even if if you're gonna cancel 10, 10 racks, twenty racks, cool. If you're gonna forgive all of them, cool. I take, but make ten. that shit happen. I would definitely take, take ten. <laughs> like, I'm hurt, man. I am hurt. Yeah, I'm hurt. But that's they was talking all of that before the election, though. They yeah, was talking, and that has and yet that. to happen. Mm. I didn't look into it for real but i heard there was an executive order mm. signed 
um, for the Asian community after mm-hmm. those women mm-hmm. uh, were murdered at their nail salons mm-hmm. in a- Atlanta. And I'm just like, why isn't that happening when you got all these black people getting murdered by police? Yeah, never. We can't get a mandate, can't get an executive order. We can't even get a shout out on national TV, man. Like, for real, for real. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then, like, it sucked the most when it sounds like all over the city, like, oh, Joe Biden, we, we put you in, like, black people put you in office. And it's like, like, don't get me wrong. We're supposed to look out for the Asian people and everybody else. But, like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, yeah. you've been causing, Joe Biden specifically, like, you've been causing destruction on our communities for since since the 90s. Is That's exactly what I can, you know what I'm saying? Since yeah. the 90s. And it's like, man, you still just finessing us, man. You still just finessing us a little. I feel we getting finessed, man. It's like, why is it so hard? How many people you got to fight in order to sign any executive orders to protect and help us? I don't think he's trying to fight. I don't think it's a priority. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think that's what he wants. What are you getting out of that? I don't. I, you know what I think? I personally think that they just gonna keep tormenting us all the way until they go. You know what? If they stay around long enough, they just going to dilute out and we ain't going to have to worry about them no more. I really feel like that. I really feel like that. Like, straight up. I think if we keep having images like Kamala Harris and we keep getting these, like, have these mixed black people, you know what I'm saying, in positions of power, because it's not just Kamala Harris. It's like 75% of the artists out there, especially the female artists. Like, it's... 80% of the people that we see on TV, the black people that we see are very, I want to say diluted, but they very mixed. You know what I'm saying? And I don't yeah. have a problem with mixed people or nothing like that, but it just seemed like there's no mandates being done for, there's nothing being done for us. And I keep feeling it like it's, the plan is to just like, well, if they stick around long enough, eventually somebody in their family will, will mix up and then you know, they won't even have all of that cultural history that come with black people in America. That won't even be part of their spirit anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I look at a Kamala Harris and she say something like, oh, America's not racist, that's literally the example of diluting that history out. You know what I'm saying? Diluting yeah. that, that, I guess, resistance kind of spirit towards America out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, but maybe I don't want to get rid of that spirit. Like, I, I feel like my culture's strong, you know what I'm saying? And I, like, not to say I'm proud of the history, but I'm like, I don't want it to just die like that. You know what I mean? Our culture will never die. Yeah. Never. You don't feel like it can get diluted, though? I could understand why you would say that, mm-hmm. but... No one's culture is as rich as ours. I agree. I 100% agree. Everyone goes for the urban, quote unquote, mm-hmm. look, yeah. the sound, mm-hmm. the lifestyle, right. the fashion. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... The people who are not part of our culture are the ones that's getting paid the most. Hello, that's what that's what I'm trying to get at. That's what, I'm, and that's the <laughs> and new. That's in, the annoying that's part. But our culture image. still will never die though, because they need us. Yeah, to they to, need us to bite. Exactly, because they ain't <laughs> creative at all. We the creative people from the way we wear up. our hair, our clothes, the way we talk, our lingo. Yeah. They get one whiff of our lingo and just fuck it up. Yeah. 
how long the movie Friday has it been now? Yeah, and people was talking years. about by Felicia. Y'all don't even know who the fuck Felicia is. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. They don't even know what the reference is, but because they hear us say it, yeah. they want to say it. A hundred percent. All right, so check this out, though, right? Okay, so we talking about Friday. That's a that's a, a black movie. Yeah. From about L.A., right? That's yep. the, that's the Okay, so check. So now we got some like Snowfall, and I'm fully aware that Snowfall is a much different story, right? You seen mm-hmm. Snowfall? Oh, yeah. You went, you went to season five, I think it is now? Is it four? Okay, That's it's some new snowfall out. I ain't, I don't have HBO. Oh, the um, the season finale ended. Was it last week? I don't. I I only watched the ones that's on Hulu, and it's only the first three seasons. So that's all I seen. Oh yeah, Hulu's up to date because I watch oh, it on Hulu. Sure? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm late then. Damn. But anyway, um, Franklin not he not American, right? Oh no, he's British. Yeah. He British, right? So that's another thing is the black people who are, you know, a little <laughs> bit blacker the berry, sweeter the juice. It do seem like a lot of times they are going overseas. Like us black people, African Americans from America, you know what I'm saying? Like we getting we getting diluted out once again, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not hating on Franklin. You know, I'm not hating on um the dude that played Black Panther or or the guy that was in the get out movie or none of none of them. Or my man's uh from All American, the it's main a, character. It's a bunch of them. You look at guys like Trevor Noah, but but what? I'm, but you, you see what you see the pattern oh, I'm trying to I, create. Oh now? yeah, I, I definitely. Where's see. like where's like you know I, I like Idris Elba. I, I like these dudes for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain culture that comes with being a Black American that I feel like if if we can get that out of there, if we can we we want we want the look. But we don't want the history and all the the resistance that come. With the, mm-hmm. I call it the the the. I don't know. They don't want niggas in there. The nigga mentality. You know what I was going. There. That's exactly <laughs> what I niggas. was going. Yeah, they don't, and it's just like I'm one of them. You know what I'm saying? I can't help it. My grandma from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Which part? Shelby. Shelby down in the Delta, Greenwood. So you you, you ain't familiar? Okay, my my people in Greenville. Okay, okay, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they just the same. Look, they just the same. They just all these little different shotgun towns. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all of like 50 people that stay there or whatever. Mm-hmm. You been down there a lot? Oh no, I haven't been down there since my grandmother's birthday. We celebrated her birthday um, after she passed. That was like 26. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. You like it down there? I hate Mississippi Ooh, with a passion. Wrong, for real? The only thing I like about Mississippi is that Ooh, wrong. you can drive without a license because you for rarely sure. go see police. For rarely. Sure. Yeah. Two, they got some five tamales. Okay. I ain't a, I, I can't And, relate. you know, I stopped eating meat, but when I was, okay. you know, the magnolia sausages down there just yeah. on point. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that's about the the only thing. Yeah, I don't know. You tripping? I love it down there. Oh yeah, and they gas station food. Like the, down south, the further you are yeah. down south, you could just go to the gas station and get some food, and the food gonna be bomb. I so. know all about the gas yep. station. <laughs> <laughs> some bomb ass chicken. I know all. The, let me tell you, my family, my family from Shelby, and my my grandmama from Shelby, my grandmama, my grandmother's mother had twenty one kids, right? 
So my grandmother has 20 siblings, right? So, mm-hmm. and Shelby, Mississippi, like the Horn family, that's my that's my grandma and them. Mm-hmm. They know because it's a bunch of them. You know what I mean? Small y'all whole town. gang, y'all, y'all some gang, gang members. Ain't, gang ain't twenty. <laughs> twenty. <laughs> that's an army, man. You feel me? But yeah. But yeah, that's and and they grew up really living that down south. Like they didn't go to school. They they worked in the fields. They was sharecropping. Mm-hmm. They was picking cotton and all of that. And so like growing up, we went down there for family reunions probably every two years. Mm-hmm. You know, every two years coming going from Chicago going down to Mississippi every two years and. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it so much because it was just so. First of all, my auntie that stayed down there still like the majority of my um my grandmother's siblings and stuff. A lot of them came to Chicago. Some of them in St. Louis. Some of them in Texas. Some of them just scattered around everywhere. But the few people that did stay in Mississippi, my auntie, she got like a room. She got a house with like twenty rooms. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's one big family reunion, but we all staying in one house. And it's like a hundred of us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the cool part. To my my auntie who got the big house, her husband is the mayor of Shelby. You know oh really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So like he running shit. You feel me? He mm-hmm. like the police pull over for him. It's all type of extra southern hospitality down there. Oh yeah, definitely. And 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 so like growing up, every two years we was down there, and I think that every black person should go down there. Like not necessarily Mississippi, but d- deep south somewhere. They need to, especially if they not from down south, mm-hmm. they need to experience the down south, mm-hmm. the southern hospitality, mm-hmm. hospitality, the, the southern way. Um, the south got the best comedians. And then mm-hmm. even you people. You like the accent, don't you? Huh? You like the accent. Like my accent come it, it goes in and out. I, I was I hear told, it a little bit in you. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> I was told it, it's it's really thick when I'm mad. Yeah. I'm I, just I like I it. never thought that because when I'm pissed off, I'm pissed off. But right, right, right. You know, I've been in Chicago for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Um, before then I was in Peoria for a little bit. Um, my sister had went to Bradley University. Yeah. Um, I, I graduated that. from Illinois State. So mm-hmm. you know the I ninety four ward. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> but I was raised in I was raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Elementary school, yeah. middle school, yeah. high school. You you go down to Memphis a lot. Uh, I've been to Memphis a handful of times. Yeah. They got some bomb ass barbecue. Oh God, Beale Street. Be, that's yeah, my favorite place. That's one of my favorite places in, t- in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Up and down Beale Street, go go kick it at the Grizzlies game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they got some hoopers down there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. They. They, when I, you know, used to hoop, they girls kind of like whooped our ass. Oh, but, for sure. But at the same time, and just like if I would have had the opportunity to pick my team of our Cashville mm. hoop stars, oh, yeah. we would have whooped their ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the thing between Nashville and yeah, Memphis. Yeah. But one thing about the entire South, though, like mm. Nashville, we love Memphis rappers, though. Yeah. We love Memphis rappers. But so. we love all Southern rappers, though. The whole entire South, the entire region sticks together, and mm. that's what I love. Man, up here in Chicago, like, y'all don't even claim y'all sub- suburbs. And it's like, no. why y'all so mean to... Why y'all, why y'all on there with the suburbs? Like, Nashville, we embrace our suburbs. Because they be hating. Because they be hating. Because they be hating. Because they be hating. They be hating. They just be hating. They be hating. But it don't even matter. <laughs> they, it don't even matter. It don't even, speaking of Memphis rappers, though, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My man, Money Bag Yo. I love Money Bag Yo. Money Bag Yo. Hey, Memphis, damn, they're one of my favorite places for the music. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Damn, they're one of my favorite places. Dolph. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Gotti. Got, like, we, we can go all day, right? Three Six Mafia, we A-Ball, can, MJG. We can go all day. We can go all day. Even Black Youngster crazy ass. I couldn't yeah. stand him at first, but he had a couple songs. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, I think I can't stand him until I'm drunk at the party and one of them little ignorant ass songs come up. <laughs> He was definitely ignorant as hell, but he reminds me of some of the niggas I went to high school with. So it's yeah. like, oh, I want to slap the shit out of his black ass. Man, I, it's the the stutter that he got. I don't know mm-hmm. why that stutter is so relatable. I feel like everybody <laughs> got a cousin that just sound like that. You know or what I'm uncle, saying? Uncle, yeah. Just talk too damn much, but he can't never get it all out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then it's always some ignorant. Hey, hey, but but you love him though. You know what I'm saying? But you love him though. I have a love hate relationship with Black Youngster. Oh, for sure. I love you your guy. Why you hate him? Cause he just be saying ignorant ass shit. Uh, you he like him for like, that? You oh, just like nigga. Boosie and all the rest of them. They speak they mad. Boosie, I be wanting to, <laughs> I be wanting to shake Boosie. <laughs> but he's hilarious too, though. Nah. It's just that he's one of those people. Just like, all right, it's some shit you just should not speak on yeah we don't need your opinion on every yeah. thing hey look they paying them they, they paying them to answer questions you know what i'm saying i ain't mad at them they paying them to answer questions mm. they paying them to answer questions i wouldn't if i was a, a celebrity and i knew i had you know all this going on i wouldn't be so quick to speak on other people business yeah. you know all right well check if you if you had been in a situation where you been to prison, you know what I'm saying? Beat a life, beat a life sentence. You had cancer, beat it. You mm-hmm. still struggle from diabetes, but you you living. You done been shot, you know. What and I'm then saying? he from down south, so he don't give a fuck. You so <laughs> I feel like when you done lived a life like that for real, for real, can't nobody tell you shit. Oh, can't definitely. No, when you except been, except hmm. Mike Tyson. I get. I mean, have that's you Mike seen the Mike Tyson interview? <laughs> no, but I mean, you gotta watch. I'm, you gotta watch Boosie's oh, interview with Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mike. You the man, dog. Like I wouldn't fight Mike Tyson now, and I'm a foot taller than him. I wouldn't fight him now, and he Hell and he no. fifty some. I wouldn't fight him now. Shit, I wouldn't fight his ass on his deathbed. Oh God, like let me, <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like his spirit to jump out and beat my ass. I couldn't do mm-hmm. it. I couldn't. I wouldn't fight Mike Tyson for nothing in the world, but. Well, he scared Boosie or something. He didn't scare him. It's just that it, he had a conversation with Boosie, and yeah. Boosie knew what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had to gently, you know, have that conversation and kind of check him a little bit. Yeah. You know, you don't have the right to speak on another man's child, oh, okay. referring to Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's son. <laughs> no, well, his coming. daughter. I seen that coming. Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, you don't, you, you don't speak. On another man's child sure. like that for sure, but I mean they they asked him the question, man. You 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 knew what you was getting yourself into. You asked Boosie that question. But <laughs> Boosie was on live though. Had, had Boos- oh, that's he, what was it on, was. he was on he was on he was on Instagram it was a live. Uh, no, nah, he was on Instagram live. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. But, I would I never mean, go on live and speak on somebody' business like that though, because nah. it's just like they not. Hurting my pockets. They I not. wonder. I wonder. I feel like it is some Dwayne Wade not saying though. You know what, what I'm you saying? What you mean? Cause G, it's 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 like I done seen people around Dwayne Wade 
get tried, right? Like somebody will bring up Dwayne Wade's son to LeBron or somebody will bring up Dwayne Wade's son to like one of Gabrielle Union's friends or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see them kind of like fumble around the question and not know what to say. And it's like... You but got, it's like, what can you say about your friends or your colleagues? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But it's like, for them, for them even to bring them questions to me in the first place. Like, if that's my child that everybody talking about, like, how do I go about even addressing my friends? Like, don't, don't, don't answer questions about my child when it's not like they going to. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, I see LeBron, respe- I think it's a respect thing. When I see LeBron get asked about it, or I see like LeBron's son get asked, I'll be like, damn, like how Dwayne Wade is supposed to look his friends in the face after that and just be like, oh, my bad for putting you in a rough position. Like it's not but, even his fault. You know what I mean? But Dwayne is not putting anybody in any situation right. just because his daughter wants to be who they are and he's embracing that think about how many kids who are kicked out of homes and being disowned because of who they feel like they are Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like if you don't have your family what do you have you got to find a family somewhere and a lot of people commit suicide they are depressed it's a lot to be who you are and Mm -hmm. who you feel like you are and people disown you and call you all these names in the book and you ain't ruining nobody's life by being who you are for sure you ain't doing nothing but just trying to be who you are and people Mm -hmm. act like you're the worst person in the world but as far as other people speaking you know asking questions to um Dwayne's friends and Mm -hmm. Gabby's friends those people are being messy for sure and their friends are i will fumble too i'll just be like you know they you know they my business i you know i'm i I love them just like the next person yeah because that's all you can say you know it's it's a respect thing and it's just like why is that such such a topic we have better and bigger not not saying better, but we have more important things to talk about in this world that that needs to be worked on if somebody decides i i love the fact that Dwayne loves his child mm-hmm. the way she is. Yeah. Because you already going through enough dealing with society. Mm-hmm. Your dad don't fuck with you now? Right. That's, right. That's a lot. We got whole ass pedophiles and rapists and all these people out in the world, but everybody got the hush mouth when it comes to that. Everybody, you know. I think Dwayne Wade the boss the way he handling it because it ain't like it's a blueprint or an example of something like, oh, this is how you handle this type of situation. He yeah. really he he really taking all of the punches, you know what I'm saying? And kinda like like at first I ain't gonna lie, when I had first seen him like dye his hair pink and all of that, like I'm talking mm-hmm. about Dwayne, like and you know, he was kinda like vibing with his son or daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was at first I was like, like, bro, you wildin' but then it's like how are you supposed to handle this? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you in a position like this is one of your kids and I still got two, three other kids to raise too. Who, you know who, what I'm who, saying? Who love his daughter the way she uh, is. A hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I mean, and even more than that, it's like, I love all my kids. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want these ones to feel like I'm showing favoritism. I don't want this one to feel like I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm neglecting or nothing like that. Just like any other parent, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But then you dealing with a situation that nobody's really dealt with, you know, publicly like this before. So it's like, man, I, I really like salute that man. You know what I'm saying? Cause I wouldn't know how to handle it at all. Yeah, I, yeah. I would be completely lost. 
he probably have to go to therapy and all types of stuff for that. You know, you in the limelight. You are a legend. And, you know, you are being demonized for loving your child the yeah. way they are. Yeah. And just like when the child is in a loving home that loves them mm-hmm. the way they are, that child becomes great. Yeah. At least she not she's not going to have to grow up and unpack all this hurt coming from her childhood. Mm. You know, people be in fucked up situations and still trying to heal from their childhood. I think that's going to happen anyway. I don't think that... But it, if you're in a loving home with your family, mm-hmm. it's not going to be as difficult to heal from. You know what I'm saying? You got a support system. I don't know. Because I, I ain't going to sit here and act like I'm in that position or I mm-hmm. know anybody that's in that position. Mm-hmm. I just... I feel like your parents can be as perfect as they can if that's the life that you're going to decide to live, it's going to come with some hard punches. And I don't care who you are, how good the job your parents did with you. Yeah. You're going to experience some stuff that everybody else ain't had to experience, ain't had to go through. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, life definitely going life now. <laughs> life life, life going life. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't imagine going around trying to, like, really persuade people that I'm, I'm, I'm something that they don't see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know. That's not a life that I, I got to live. And, yeah. And it's not a life that I got to live as a parent. You know what I'm saying? As a brother or as none of that stuff. Like, the salute to that family because they doing it. Yeah. They doing it. You know what I'm saying? They doing it. And they doing it relatively well from what I can see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, because I still see his other sons. They still playing ball and all of that. Like, yeah, it's it not sh- like It they, shouldn't affect people the way other people are trying to make it affect people like yeah. this person is who they are who the fuck is that hurting yeah for sure <laughs> i don't know shit everybody entitled to their to their to their two cent but at the yeah. end of the day like you ain't gotta accept that shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i ain't asked for your two cent bro like right shit we we all gotta die by ourselves bro so if you mm-hmm. dying alone ain't no sense in living for another person like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean that's my that's my little two cent we supposed to be talking about money bag, yo. Though we went way off topic, man. Did you did you listen to the album? I didn't know he really. You know what? It. I should have listened to his album. I didn't know that. Did you listen to the last albums? Like you, you a money bag fan? Here's the thing, though. Hmm. I be so freaking busy mm-hmm. when I just come across the music. I just come across it for sure. Now, if it's a Missy, if it's a Missy Elliott album, be like, okay, let okay. me go cop that. You okay. know what I'm so, saying? So you in my age group then, for real, for real, with the music then? You went straight 2000 talking about Missy Elliott, like Missy Elliott. She dropped her joint that was only a couple years old. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm knowing, mm-hmm. but like. If you a Missy Elliott fan, you was a Missy Elliott fan back in the day. Oh, you know what I'm saying? My first think... CD that I bought with my own money was the cookbook. It was what about fourteen dollars? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> was I fourteen years old? Shit, all I know is look, I, I spent my allowance, all my allowance. Yeah. We went to it's one of them music stores that's just no longer in business. Oh yeah. And yeah, I bought the cookbook and then got the rest. The rest is history. Now you work at the radio yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. But Money Bag Yo, I'm definitely, you know, I love his music. I do need to go back in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
listen to it. I did give DJ Khaled's album a listen. DJ Khaled. And How you like it? You like it? You don't like it? You rocking ain't, with ain't it? Ain't do nothing for me. Me either. It I ain't not do anything for me. I, I and and but you know what though? Maybe I'm expecting too much. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't know what to expect. It's just it, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like you know what's coming with DJ Khaled. You mm-hmm. know what's coming. It's the collab thing. It's been this way for 15 years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not expecting him to do anything different, but it's like it's the same artist that we hear on, t- on on the radio. It's the same mainstream artist. You know what I mean? Cardi got a nice track. It's Jay-Z on the track again. Like, we expected mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? DJ Khaled, I give him one for consistency. He always consistent. You know what's yeah. coming. I'm not about to give him a 10 on the album. I need quality, though. I mean, he got Justin Bieber on the... I guess it depends on what people consider quality. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? It depends on those people. It, it's about what you value. Yo, yo, whatever quality is to you is centered around your values. And I was just looking for something that was going to touch me, that's going to stick yeah. with me, and nothing stuck with me. I feel like he chasing, and, he chasing the sound. Oh, like, yeah. he chasing the new Definitely. sound. Whereas, like, I feel like the people who give you the music that stick with you, Mm-hmm. They not chasing a new wave. You feel me? They just kind of like, oh, that's hot. Like, my favorite producer is Youngberg, Hitmaker, right? Mm-hmm. And, and anytime it's a, a, a one of his tracks, mm-hmm. it's not. It's never like he chasing a new wave. He just put this together. He yep. put this 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 puzzle together and mm-hmm. made it made it sound amazing. And yeah. now this is the new wave. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he killing. He killing it. Killing the charts, he stay yeah. on the charts. He stayed top ten on the charts, and he's been doing that for years. Yeah, man, the, the business came on the other day. You know, remember that song back in the day? Oh yeah, that's on my morning playlist. I love. <laughs> that's when I like. That's when I got in tune with Youngberg. I don't yeah. know if that was his first hit single or not, but I'm like, oh, this song is raw, and I yeah. feel like it, it's it's timeless. And yeah. I, I listen to that song right to this day. And and I'm. I'm listening to the production though. And I, I know he had a lot to do with the production even back mm-hmm. then or whatever. And it was just like, this is what I talk, talk about star power again. Like yeah. when it come to production, like him, Kanye West, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could just, you could, it's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can make some beats in my room or whatever, but like real, real star power. You was made for this. Mm-hmm. Like I get that from him too, from young bird, like a hundred percent. I like him a lot, but. I don't know, Khaled. It ain't the same. I feel like he chasing. To me, Khaled kind of fell off when yeah. he stopped putting Ace Hood in his songs. You, you, well, you say he started to stop putting. When Ace he Hood. stopped putting Ace oh, Hood in his songs. Oh, so he was the Ace song. Hood. He was Ace Hood. Yes, fan. Ace Hood was my motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Especially okay. my freshman year at college. Yeah, 2012. I'm guessing 2011, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 2011, 2012. Yeah. That year. Yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Same old shit, just a different day. Yeah, I remember them days. He had some. He definitely had some. Ace, he, I feel he got like nice Ace kind of fell off though. Like I feel. Here's like, the thing though. He don't have a label behind him no more. He's independent. Yeah. But he's still getting them streams though. Yeah. It's just he's not mainstream anymore. I don't think every artist should go independent. I know it sounds better, but I don't know if it's always as beneficial as they trying to make it out to be. Like It depends on what your goal is with your music, though. What you're trying to get out of it. Because you can not be mainstream. You could not be attached to a, um, a major mm. record label. 
but you got say for right now, mm-hmm. right? I'm a I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. If I have ten thousand loyal fans, yeah, I drop a EP, mm-hmm. sell it for five dollars. Mm-hmm. Each person buy it. That's fifty thousand. Uh-huh. But what if I drop two EPs in one year? I just made a hundred thousand mm-hmm. in one year. Right. What if I drop some merch? Mm-hmm. About twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. A hoodie. Mm-hmm. Two hundred. That's money on money. Right. I got those are loyal fans. Right. They only they only spending ten dollars on two EPs mm-hmm. and then throw another twenty. For a hoodie, yeah, they only spent thirty dollars, yeah, in in one year for me, right? And you, just and made, I made I made a hundred racks in one year, yeah. I can stretch that, I can invest that, yeah. It's so much you can do. Mm-hmm. I look at that as successful. Okay, scenario number two. Okay, scenario number two. You are artist. Mm-hmm. You got two EPs. Mm-hmm. You got ten thousand fans, mm-hmm. right? But if you sign this deal. If you sign this deal, we only want two EPs. Mm-hmm. If you sign this deal, we can turn ten thousand fans into a hundred thousand fans, right? Now, now check it out. We, we taking that streaming money. We taking exactly. A, we taking, that's the a, thing. We taking a nice percentage of that merch money. Mm-hmm. We 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 want some of that performance money too, because we we got you these hundred thousand fans. We put that promo money up. I'm the label, right? Mm-hmm. Now check it out. But we only wanted two two albums or whatever, right? Now, after you done fulfilled the label contract, the t- two EPs, you still have 100,000 fans. You feel me? You wouldn't have had 100,000 fans if you ain't signed that deal. You would have mm-hmm. been stuck at 10K. So it's like, and, and I see artists, I see that happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys who, over the last, say, t- 2010, 2020 in Chicago, bubbled up. And then that's as far as they got was bubbling in Chicago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They can go do a show in Indianapolis, go up to Milwaukee, go down to St. Louis, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They ain't got no fans outside. And if they would have signed that deal, they would have been on the Breakfast Club. They would have been on Double XL. You those, know what I'm saying? Does especially, those artists want that, though? Especially when I look at some of the female artists. People like Chella. People like Dreezy, who I look at a Cardi B and go, oh, Dreezy would have washed Cardi B. You oh, definitely, me? but we know what it is behind that. We know what it is with that. Tracy would have watched Megan. Definitely, but you, we know what. I'm we saying, know what it is. With what that. I'm saying is, I don't knock the deals. You know what I'm saying. Make sure it work for you. But I hear all of these artists, people like Chance and people like I don't want to drop too many names, but they kind of like downplay people who sign deals and they want to pump up this independent thing. And I get it, but I'm like, man, the deals, the deals ain't bad for everybody. Yeah, I do not knock anybody who do what makes sense for them mm-hmm. and do whatever they got to do to reach their goals for their career. Mm-hmm. I personally, I like freedom. I like calling my own shots. I like having, one, having that creative freedom, mm-hmm. not anybody rushing me okay we need you to drop an album right now like i, I want to be able to do that on my own time right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's so many things that you gotta deal with with the label that you wouldn't yeah if you were independent you have so you got a little more freedom you mm-hmm. got more freedom and more ownership in your shit when you independent opposed right. to a label right I you need, know a label I, can shelf your project after 
I mean, look at You're look right. at Tink. She did a whole album. Yeah. And it got shelved, like. Yeah, because they didn't think it was gonna recoup. Like you know what the situation was. Um, Tim didn't. Tim wanted it to be perfect. He didn't think it was, you know, he ready. ready. And he just never released it. It was a couple. It was a lot. It was, you know, a bunch of moving parts that happened with that yeah. whole ordeal. But it's just like, if Tink was independent, that project would have been out. Think Tink would have been out. Look at look at how many EPs she done dropped since she's yeah. been free and before she even signed to Tim. Yeah. Before Tim and after Tim, she's been independent and she's been consistent with dropping them projects. This music industry is so funny. It is. It's so, so it's like funny. you got to do what makes sense for you, what works out for you. Yeah, it's, you know? Me, personally, so I don't want to be attached to any A-list artist unless I'm behind the scenes writing a song for them. Yeah. But the whole limelight, all that shit, I don't care. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I don't lie. care. I, I I wouldn't mind it. I would not not say I want to be famous, but I do want to experience that one time in life. You know what I'm saying? I do want to experience that one time in life. It is what it is. Like, I always wanted to be a little bit famous. Always said I wouldn't be mind. I wouldn't mind being famous overseas, and then okay. I could just come, come back yeah. to the states and just live how I'm living now. Because yeah. I love being able to just walk to the store. I feel like you it know? don't work. Like I feel like it always worked the other way around. Like you gotta get famous here first, and then like maybe you could lay low overseas. I know. I know somebody who is. You know, really doing his thing, you know, in, in, in another country, but yeah. nobody in the state. Nobody know him. Huh? Yeah, he could hop on the red line. He could do whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But in a whole other country, sold out shows and shit, yeah, kicking yeah. it. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's That's what I want to be honest. That, that piece and you getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, ain't nobody gonna be kicking it overseas now because of the corona and everything. I think traveling is dead for a little minute still. I heard that's why they couldn't send Tory back to Canada because traveling was dead because of the corona. <laughs> um, was that a good segue? I know some people. I'm working on them. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm I like it. On. It wasn't a weak segue. <laughs> you did great. All right. Tory. Uh, Tory. 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 We would never know, like, what really, really, really happened in that car with him and Megan. I, I, but just the fact, just the thought of him, you know, the situation of you think him he shot her? shooting a woman. You think he shot her? I don't think he shot her. I'm sorry. I, I, know, I don't think he did. I don't know what don't the fuck he happened. Did. But I don't think he did. He has history of being a, an aggressor. That don't mean he shot her. Fighting it. And then he has he has the what's it the Napoleon complex or the little man syndrome? See, see this okay, so this is my thing, right? Mm-hmm. All everything that you just said is like, all right, you can say that about all of us. All of us. All of us. No. Like 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 what what you just I ain't like, never heard of you fighting your fans and shit. And, and and you won't say that, right? But there's a lot of there's people who know me who like, yeah, Jarrell can get real aggressive too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a lot there's a lot of people who know me that's yeah, I done heard Jarrell say this and that about girls woo, whatever. Like mm-hmm. you might not feel that way, but there's people that do. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy to paint a picture of any black dude and be like, Oh yeah, he guilty because of this, this and this. He got a history, he got a Napoleon complex, whatever, whatever. But that's all of us. I'm but I'm not. But why would Napoleon somebody just part. go out their way 
They could just be somewhere getting money. Go out their way and say that somebody shot them. I got a reason. If they didn't shoot I got a reason. What's that? So, we all know what happened with the Chris Brown-Rihanna situation, right? Some years back. Mm -hmm. Rihanna got on Oprah, literally. She got on Oprah and said, you know, that night I went to sleep, Rihanna, and I woke up and I was Britney Spears. Pretty much saying her career trajectory went way up after that night, right? Mm -hmm. Now, any situation that as a female artist you can get in with a, a high-level guy like that, whether it's Sweetie and Quavo, whatever the situation is, that could catapult your career as a female. Now, I'm not saying it was Megan's idea to go out and say, oh, yeah, he shot me, because I don't think it was her idea. But I think there's somebody on the back end that was like, milk the story for as much as you can get. Because if we can go from Rihanna to Britney Spears overnight, we going to try it. And if Tory got to get kind of, if Tory just kind of like, if he got to get bent over in the process, it's just casualty at war. Like, so be it. I don't think he did mm. that shit, man. And it's just kind of like, as a black dude, it's like, even if you don't do nothing, you never innocent. Because we can just, just as easily paint a picture. And it's also easy to say that a black woman is lying about someone when it comes to a black man. Well, okay, so there's reasoning behind it, though, right? It's like, one, you didn't tell the police that you got shot. You told the police one, you One, because she was protecting him, which is what black women do all the Facts. fucking time Facts. because we don't want anything to happen to right. y'all. Until your friend, who was also at the situation, came out and said, hey, Megan lying. And then there's a video that come out between the security guard and the police conversation that pretty much says the same. Like, there's all this proof. And then Tory releases the mixtape that's pretty much saying everything that happened. There's all this other stuff that's coming out. And then Megan just kind of like, I'm not going to say anything. Just kind of let it go away. Oh, I got a new boyfriend. Oh, I got a new album. Whatever, whatever. We not mad at Megan. We not, mm -hmm. we not, we not mad at Megan. All we saying is, at what point is any black man ever innocent? It, do he get his career back? Because it's like, the same thing happened with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Found mm -hmm. innocent, whatever. He That didn't even go to trial. But 15 years later, he died. You still bringing it up? Yeah, that ne was that was bullshit. As a black man, you never innocent, even if you don't do anything. And it's so easy for people to paint a picture of you. And like I'm a black man, you know what I'm same saying? Same thing goes for black women too. I don't, I don't know if it's the same though. I think black men are the image of intimidation and threat in America, for real, for real. I think, I I think that if if we go anywhere in the world, especially somebody that's over six foot, you scare people with your presence. Mm -hmm. point blank just from a physical you scare people with your presence and i think that it's easy to paint that person mm -hmm. as a as a criminal off the jump you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and and like as like that's why it was like we got to hit both sides of the story because i've been lied on before yeah. you know what i'm saying and most of us have and the thing is you can lie on us because we already that image of, of threat you know what i'm saying we already that image of intimidation so it's like dang like it's rough to see that a little bit and, mm -hmm. and, and with everybody kind of being funny about the story, telling little half truths. And yeah. It's like, man, like, all right, who next? You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause, cause sweetie could have, could have did what she wanted to in that, in that Quavo situation. Mm -hmm. She could have said he hit me and did all of that. And mm -hmm. we had, we would have just had to believe it. She should, she could have came up with some, Oh, he been abusive in the past and this happened. And we would have just had to believe it. Cause he already the image of intimidate. He a black man. You know what I'm saying? You never innocent. But you talking like black men don't beat the hell out of women. Don't do this and don't do that. Like I'm not saying they all innocent. I'm just mm -hmm. saying it's easy to paint them all guilty. Even the ones that's not. 
That's all. That's that's my only thing. It's like we all guilty. But you know, we you know we wasn't we were, was not there, so we we really don't know the truth. Nah, for sure. You have your perception because, like I say, you've been exposed to things. I've been exposed to things. Mm-hmm. We only know our perception because of who we are and what we are. Yeah, I've seen a lot of bullshit happen to black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You've seen a lot of bullshit happen to black men. For sure. Ain't nobody getting treated worse than the other. Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we we all need to reunite. We, we need to unite. Mm-hmm. Because all we got is each other. We only... Only the black man understands the black woman and the culture and vice versa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all really got... Ain't nobody gonna understand us the way we understand us. Yeah, you think Tory got a future in, in music, or you think it's a rap? For he still him? got fans. Him and Chris Brown putting out a joint mixtape. <laughs> you know they <laughs> actually have they have great like, chemistry. I'm sure they have wonderful chemistry. Yeah, they have great I'm sure chemistry. They, I'm sure they got amazing chemistry. They got a lot in common now. <laughs> they got problems. <laughs> what? I'm sure they That's have probably great... why they bond so well. That's Shit. what I'm trying to say. And I'm just like, man, they gonna they gonna they gonna pick this apart. They might as well them two. They might as well put R. Kelly on this and just throw the whole album away. Oh hell. <laughs> Take it a whole other way with R. Kelly ass. He's still in jail. I think he is. Man, man look, I, I think it's it, it is what it is. It's messed up he end up, but I ain't really mad he in there. You know what I'm saying? He did what he did. But I do think it's so sad that he had to sit in jail during the pandemic where we got this thing called Versus. Because I feel like R. Kelly would have beat everybody. Who is he going to go against, though? Nobody can compete with him. That's the whole thing. You can put all the Usher and all the Chris Brown catalog against R. Kelly, and R. Kelly's still going to win. Like, there's Here's nobody that thing. can compare. People like R. Kelly and Missy Elliott. We yeah. don't know who the fuck to put them up against. So what we would have to do yeah. is put them, their <laughs> music, against the music that they wrote for other people. Oh, I ain't really think about that. That's we, the we can only throw a thing. lot of people in that, in that mix. Then. Like Neo could throw... Man. Yeah, like Missy Elliott can only go up against herself as a producer. Yeah. Or Timberland, but then they got some but of the same tracks, don't they? Tim Timberland don't have hits like Missy does. Really? Oh, you talking about? Are you talking about the producer side? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, the producer side. I was thinking yeah. about the artist side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer side. You know what? I wanted to see a producer battle. I wanted to see. That I do so too. Bad. I wanted to see a. Produ- I wanted to see. But Dr. that was. And, uh, but that that's why there, there was the Babyface and Teddy Riley joint. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not oh, that old, man. You I'm, are yeah, a I'm not that old, man. I need like, I I was waiting to see some young guys and uh like doc. Well, not young guys, but like Dr. Dre and them. You know what I'm saying? I want to see yeah. Jermaine Dupri and uh like I'll, yeah. even Diddy. Like I I throw Diddy in there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like or or do like a label versus, you know, like Diddy oh, and everybody he's saying versus like I don't know. Everybody that Dr. Dre had, so like 50 Cent, Eminem, and 
But those people have already went up against people in verses. But I'm just trying to make something new now at this point. Like you know what? Let's pitch this to Swiss Beats and Timbaland. See how much bread we can get just from our ideas. They could just go against each other, Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Like did they already do that? I don't know. They probably did. They probably did. But Swiss Beats was the man. Swiss Beats was the monster. Oh, I love his story. Oh yeah, I love his story. And he married to Alicia, so he win. Cause Alicia, that's the other verses I said should have happened. Alicia Keys and Mary J. Blige. But Alicia went up with John. She went. She did one with John. John Legend. Legend. Yeah. Was it lame? I ain't even watch it. Uh, I, Mary oh, J. Man. Blige needs to go against. Who? John. I don't think anybody really messing with her. Ain't nobody. She had to have a team of people go against her. Faith Evans. No, I mean, no, Faith it, ain't got enough yeah, joints. Not even close. That's even she with Alicia. It was like I don't even know, man. Like Alicia Cole, but I don't know if she rocking with Mary. Like this is the thing. I think Alicia Keys and Mary. I think Mary J. Blige will win in America, and I think Alicia Keys will win worldwide. Is that is that weird? I think Mary J. Blige no, got more No, that's American not weird fans. because Mary J. for the streets. Right, You know, exactly. and Alicia is more mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, she got her piano but and Alicia shit. But Alicia got, she got pipes though. And but to this day. Mary the TT. Alicia Keys versus her. That's like a generational thing. But Her cold. She so raw. She so raw. But her reminds me Alicia. of Alicia me Keys. Too. Me too. I, say, I always say her is the most talented. As far as I think, like with the with artists and stuff, mm-hmm. I think like just straight microphone and piano, no lights, no background dancers, no cool outfits, just microphone and, and piano on the stage. Like I think her get down on anybody. What about Ting versus Dreezy? In like a rap battle, or just like a versus? In a versus, I'm gonna have to go with Tink. Me too. But. If it was a rap battle, but then again, I don't think Dreezy does. Dreezy have enough you know, as much output as Ting. I don't think so. I don't so, think so but, either. Because Shorty got about eight projects. But I always look forward to a Dreezy verse. Always. Oh like, yeah, and definitely. That, that's my number one thing with an artist is like, do I look forward to your verse or do it just like I want to hear the hook and then don't care about the verse? If mm-hmm. I look forward to your verse, that means like I think you hot. You feel me? I think Dreezy hot. Like. Mm-hmm. I look forward to her verses. You know, Tink cool too. She yeah. more for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tink. I know t- grown men who be listening to Tink too, but when they want to understand a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I listen to Tink when I got company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, but Tink cool. Tink has been doing a lot more singing, and Dreezy, you know, she'll bar somebody ass up. So. That's what I'm. I, I like so, that. Shit. I like that. I yeah, like that bars. I like that. And. Th- you know, and th- that's why people like Dreezy, who is very lyrical, mm. she's not. It if other if more women cared about lyrics, mm. all the lyrical female rappers would be more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Considered mainstream and in the limelight, mm. like Megan and Cardi and City Girls are. Here's the thing, though. Women, for the most part, mm. we like music. We can shake our ass too, party right. too. We not gonna be taking shots listening to Rhapsody. Okay. 
Okay. We need we need music we can listen to that we can relate to while we in the car on our way to the club on like our way Rap to City? that brunch. You don't, huh? like, you don't like Rap City? No, no, no that's, that's not what I'm saying. You just like the different vibes. There is a there's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Women are the at the top of the list when it comes to being a consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. We the top supporters. That's why. Nikki and Cardi and Megan, mm-hmm. City Girls, all of them are able to become successful because women support them right. because there's music that we can relate to, shit that we can say in the mirror or say to a nigga. We can mm-hmm. shake our ass with our girls in the parking lot or in the club. We want to have a good time. Right. And for the most part, a lot of women don't care about bars. Niggas, niggas exactly. care about bars. Yeah. Me, I'm a lyrical artists mm-hmm. my my audience my as far as my the supporters is more men than women uh-huh. and i made a song for my sisters but i got more support from men was it a, was it was the bars though wasn't yeah, it yeah it, it was the lyrical thing i always think that like we got a studio session with this girl we've been working with me and my partner and we always say like the bars is cool. The bars is cool. But if you're going to have a female audience, you got to have some singing and you got to have some shake your ass music. Like you got to be a lot more diverse, a lot more yeah. diverse. And I, I, even when I look at artists like Nikki, I go, I think that's what she kind of like went wrong a little bit was like, it was too, it was still a little bit too barry. You know what I'm saying? But she, she still had enough singing joints too though. Yeah. I, it just seemed like Nikki kept going number two and, and it wasn't a reason why. And besides, she just falling off. You know what and I'm saying? And at the same time, that for years, was. she was the only female rapper that was at right. the top. You know what I'm saying? And she was bar crazy. Yeah. She was bar crazy. Like, oh, oh, 09, 2010, 11, she was bar crazy. And then, like, over time, she got into the, the dance music, into the singing, and it's like, it seemed like the sound just changed. Like, that's just wasn't what was hot no more. But you had to grow, though. Yeah, you, you, for sure. You, you had to grow for sure. Um, I liked all her music. I loved her yeah. pop music. My like favorite song of hers was ho? Super Bass. <laughs> Super Bass. Super Bass was it's my favorite Nicki Minaj song. I loved her verse with that song Will I Am. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's called I Can't Believe It. I forgot. I forgot what the song was called. Yeah, but that verse when that song Will I Am yeah. is forever a classic to mm-hmm. me. Like I said, I love her verse and Bang Bang. Um, I forgot who sang that song. I think I think Ariana Grande is in it too. I forgot whose song it was, but I just love the diff. I just love Nicki Minaj's music. Yeah, I do. I love how versatile she is, and it's funny because she's a Sagittarius like me. Yeah. So we don't stay in one box. Oh, we gonna put our hands in everything. Everything you want to touch. And we everything. gonna own that shit. That's what's up. So nah. yeah. I miss Nikki. I miss Nikki. But I'm glad that she was around in that time of my life when she was around. I'm I'm into the bars. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I like the older freestyles. I like all of oh, the yeah. young money stuff. All of the, mm-hmm. the when she was with like Gucci and like like I said, oh nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, like that young Nikki mm-hmm. that was just like just, just so tough. She was on top of the world, but here's the thing, though. Like, when you get older, you've been in this game a long time, you don't feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. You stuck with this fucking label. You under this contract. You had to give these niggas five albums, and you 
you ready to you know what I'm saying have some she wanted a family yeah I understand that like just listen to her music like I listened to more of her joints that weren't mainstream Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying this woman wanted a family she wanted to be done with this music shit for real you know right um that's why that Queen album you could tell she just threw that shit together I don't think it was bad though. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But you could tell it wasn't pink print. Yeah, but I thought that was just it like wasn't pink what Friday. It, it was I thought that was just new Nikki. I thought that like this is what it is for her now. No, she wanted to be done with that shit yeah. so she could go and have her family and shit, and I relax. She should have then again, you know, you, you don't know how over it people are when it comes to dealing with shit. Like, it Especially when you got drama. your money already. When you got your money, yeah. it's too much drama going on. Shit that you don't agree with. You under a label. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on. But, like, I really wish she could have, you know, just retired mm-hmm. and kept her name alive because yeah. it's like... People kind of put dirt on her name. She didn't go out graceful. Exactly. Because of Remy. <laughs> not even the not even the Remy joint. Oh, that's it was the last I remember. You know, her her and Cardi was beefing. Then they had that fight yeah. at some fat fashion oh, event I in I New York. Know about that. Yeah, it was it was real nasty. The little yeah, that was a little nasty situation between her and Cardi. She did not go out I remember graceful. That Remy I wish track. she would have. Remy, I love oh, Remy. Ooh, ooh. I love Remy. That was the first celebrity I ever met. Jesus Remy. Christ. Yeah. I love Remy. Yeah. I loved Sheether. Yeah. That was she should not have came out with that second song that just mm. really murdered the momentum <laughs> that was behind Sheether. I ain't even she know was about trying it. to get a radio hit. I don't know about But the it didn't one. work out. I remember when Sheether came out, though. She she hit a joint she she um she tried to do a Drake back to back, but yeah. it ended up being the opposite. You know that first song mm. Drake put out, we didn't care about it. Yeah, we were charged up or something. Yeah, yeah. it was weak as hell. Yeah. But back to back, it was right. like, oh, she killed this nigga. Yeah, that was bad. But that was so Remy, bad. <laughs> it's like Remy, you killed Nicki. Yeah. With this one song, one why would you come out with a nut? Understand you trying to you trying to you know. Have a radio hit. Right. She trying to capitalize off that. She did, but game. it was backlash. That's the game. I mean, what? It's like, God damn it. That's, that, hey, look, I ain't mad at her for taking a shot, but man, she. I wish Nikki had came back at her, man. Nikki didn't go out gracefully because of that. That's my last real memory I got of Nikki. Like, damn, this is it. It was like, I think Anaconda Head came out, and then it was that. And then it was Anaconda it came out way before. She thought it was like 2017. Anaconda was like 2016. I, I remember I was it was the end of college for me. About mm-hmm. the same time, I just remember that. Yeah, your timeline probably probably better. This is whatever, but I don't know, man. What year you graduate? College or high school? College. 2017. Okay, so you graduated two years after me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you really? I feel are, like baby. I'm getting old. You think so? Yeah, you a baby. I feel like I'm definitely getting old now. I feel like there there is a even like how old are you? Twenty six. I probably asked you that. Okay, I'm twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's like it's once you pass 26, yeah. your thought process is like different. I than... thought that about 25. I was like, I, I definitely feel like I'm not a kid. No, like I look at kids as 25 or younger and I go, them mm-hmm. children. 26, you in that transition. Yeah, because I'm paying fucking health insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> this is not cool, man. Student loans and health insurance. That's what they don't tell you about. Like The weakest shit I could have gave that ever. shit back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm cool with the phone, credit card, like car insurance. Cool. I'm cool with the bill. health insurance and student loans. What type of shit is that? Man, man when I tell you, like... The only good thing that came out of college is me starting my my production company. Mm-hmm. It was easy to do that. And the network the network mm-hmm. that I built in college. Yeah, that's that's the best thing I got too. Cause my my two business partners in 6D Network Tainment, mm-hmm. we we all went to college together. We all met in college. Right. We on accident did the music shit, like the shit that we doing now. Mm-hmm. We was doing that shit back in college before we even yeah. graduated and then, you know, got into our careers and started 6D. Mm-hmm. 6D started 2018. But we all met like 2012. Right. That's how it's supposed, that's how it usually is though. Like everybody that I've seen, like even as all the way famous or whatever, mm-hmm. like all, everybody, they all knew each other like, say it's a famous person that they 40, they all knew each other when they was 20. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They all didn't have nothing. They was all in each other cribs and all of that. Like, I feel like your network is, that's what take you to the top anyway. Have what, you seen Hip Hop Rev- hip hop Evolution mm-hmm. on Netflix? No. You will see the network behind all these different artists that we mm-hmm. adore so much. Yeah. I didn't know it was the Neptunes mm. who put Timbaland Missy on. I didn't know that either. But I'm like not surprised, that, that was that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they put themselves on, but the Neptunes definitely played a role mm. in that. And then how many put people put you know, Timbaland and Missy? How many, put, how many people did they put on? You know what I'm saying? So many. Like, half the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, had, like them people trickled off. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I Hi- get it. Hip hop evolution teaches you so much from producing to um New York hip hop to Atlanta hip hop, Houston, Memphis, mm-hmm. West Coast, in the Bay Area. Hip hop was the only reason why I knew about different cities when I was younger. That was the only like. Oh, them shout outs. Not even that. <laughs> just like, like, oh, this rapper from this city, this rapper from this city. Okay, cool. Like, th- I only know about that city because there's a rapper. And if, if there's a city that there's not a rapper attached to, I've never heard of that city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know about Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. you, but I knew about St. Louis because yeah. of Nelly Num. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, and, and Kansas City, a bigger city. It's more of a mm-hmm. city. You feel me? It's just like, you, you only know the places that rappers come from you know yeah. what i'm saying and that's that's so wild like hip-hop built my 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 world map for a minute yeah. you know what i'm saying when i was younger like hip-hop made you want to visit those places too hell yeah i still want to go to new york just so i could talk with the accent what well, up b I, I love a brooklyn accent i money do they still talk like that or they say new stuff now i have no clue get the grip son 
Get the gr- <laughs> <laughs> I probably I feel like you know how with whichever area you in your lingo progresses, but there's still a few things that you still say. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> like. I, that's how I feel like it is, like everywhere. Yeah. Mhm. I feel like everywhere you go, it's like, oh, uh, you don't really understand that you got an accent until somebody say something, mm-hmm. or you go somewhere else and some, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like I never realized people from Chicago had an accent until you go somewhere where it's not a bunch of people from Chicago, and mm-hmm. they be like, oh, where you from? Mm-hmm. It's like, Shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whatever. Man, when I moved back on. When I moved up here, like when I was fresh out of Tennessee, mm-hmm. it was probably thick accent, huh? People could not understand what the fuck I was saying. I bet, I bet. It was annoying. I bet thick accent. I tried to order some Popeyes. <laughs> I said, "Can I get four two pieces?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Huh?" I said, "Can I get four two pieces?" She was like, "Huh?" I wanted to slap the shit out of her. I was <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I was saying it as clear as ever. It's like, how do you not understand what I'm saying? I was even using like sign language and shit. Some accents be thick, and that's mm. just, that's what come with the people, man. America's so big, you know what I'm saying? America's so big. But yes, small at the same time. But small at the same time for sure. But we gotta cut it. You know what I'm saying? It's been mm-hmm. a minute. So can can I really enjoyed talking to you today? Hope you enjoyed being here. Likewise, this was our first like real conversation about life. I think we've only like had maybe three or four conversations. Hopefully, it's the first of many more. You know what I'm saying? Likewise, I I hope the same thing. I I like to have you on the show as a regular. You feel me? Once every six weeks, maybe a couple of months, you did come through, bless us with with you know what I'm saying? Your perspective, like you like to do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hit my line. I'll slide and talk some shit. I love to talk shit. All right, for sure. Okay, you want to go ahead and um put your Instagrams up for the people? Y'all go follow me at it's underscore the cam. Please include the it's. Okay, it's not at underscore the can. It's at it's underscore the can. I T S underscore T H E C A N. Exactly, and she got music. You dig? We got the production company. We making moves or whatever. So, not or whatever. I ain't mean to say it like that. You, feel I, me? but I know your make, heart. <laughs> she making moves out here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. be on the lookout. You know what I'm saying? This is the Reality Check Podcast. I am Kaylin J. You dig? Thanks for tuning in for another episode. We we'll see you next week. We out. <laughs>